Book of the day today, Love Yourself by Kamal Ravikant. It's an interesting book. I just finished it. It's not very long to read, but basic premise is um, he was depressed, and then he decided to love himself, so he just started saying to himself 24 hours a day, or maybe not 24, but you know, 18 hours a day, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And it brought this huge transformation, he felt. So it's an interesting concept. He basically says, um, uh, I'll show you here, that here he goes. He said, I would repeat again and again, first lying in bed for hours, repeating to myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. His mind would wander and he would just come back, you know, in bed when he's taking a shower, online, talking to himself. Uh, he goes, in less than a month, he went from being depressed to feeling healthy, fitness came back, social life, natural, you know, naturally happy, smiling. Now, he says, what if you don't believe you love yourself? He says, your role, don't worry about that. Your role is to now, hold on, let me itch my eye. He said, your role is to lay down new neural pathways, right? Reinforce the connections. Uh, he says, the mind already has a strong wiring for love. I would agree with that. People in some ways love themselves a lot. In other ways, we practice self-hate. So there's three things you have to learn. Number one, mental loops, meditations, and asking yourself one question. Actually, it's kind of a cool little mental loop he talked about here. Um, and that, you know, just the power of a focal, a focused mental loop. He says, most of the time, we're not thinking, we're remembering the past, familiar patterns and loops in your head, happiness, procrastination, sadness, all those things. So he said, by doing focused mental loops, saying, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, he didn't have to demolish the past patterns. He created new grooves so deep that his thoughts automatically in the future began to flow down that one. He said a meditation, I like this, he does seven minutes a day. Why seven minutes? Because he, he listens to one song over and over. And he sits there, he smiles, and he says, I love myself. He breathes out, he inhales, exhales, saying, I love myself, listening to this song. Here's his steps. Put on music, sit with your back against the wall, close your eyes, smile, imagine a beam of light. He's real big into this beam of light. Breathe in, say things to yourself. Breathe out. And, uh, you know, rinse and repeat. When your attention wanders, notice it and smile. Smile at it. As if a child's doing what a child does. When the music ends, open your eyes slowly. I like that he says, why music? You know, he says, since he listens to the same piece every time, it acts as an anchor, easily pulling him into a meditative state. Now, the one question you should ask yourself and this helps you with social interactions. I thought this was great. He said, if you loved yourself truly and deeply, would you let yourself experience this? So let's say you're hanging out with a person who doesn't treat you well, you know, you can't trust. He's bring, you always ask yourself that one question. If I loved myself truly and deeply, would you be experiencing this? Would you be around this person? And he said, the answer inevitably is always a no. So it allowed him to begin to you know, reshape his social life, which I'm so big on, man. Your, your quality of your life is primarily social. This has been proved, proven over and over. Talks about love. You know, some people say you should love others to find love for yourself. And uh, he said he found the other to be true.
So when you love yourself, you naturally shine and uh, the world will be the path to your door to fall in love with you. Now, I'll tell you a counter argument. I did read, uh, Mother Teresa wrote an interesting book and she thinks, you know, you love others and then that love somehow imparts, you know, self-love. I don't know who's right. Mother Teresa certainly accomplished more than this author, at least by conventional standards. So maybe there's a happy medium between both of them, like you love yourself and practice, you know, unselfish acts of kindness. Can't imagine both would hurt at the same time. I'm always a big believer in have your cake and eat it too. He has this other meditation. You set a timer for five minutes, stand in front of a mirror, nose a few inches away, relax and breathe. Look yourself in the eyes. Look in your left eye and say, I love myself. Then, you know, look in your right eye, rinse and repeat over and over. He says, looking in the eye uh, has some special, you know. He says, if anyone ever looked in your eyes, knowing you love them, they know what they saw. There's something about the eyes. I would agree somewhat like that. Talks about reshaping your memory. Memory is a state of mind. Um, and that's true, you know, the 25 cognitive biases of our brain are all about how we remember things. Authority bias, how we remember who should be authority and reward and pain and Kantian fairness and all those things. Uh, I like one thing he said, he's talking about Richard Bandler, the guy who invented NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is kind of like a system of persuasive speaking and stuff. And he says, by the way, there's me in the mirror. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, he says there were, he could cure people of schizophrenia. There was a guy who was afraid of snake, uh, who had convinced himself that he was surrounded by snakes all the time. He was hallucinating. So Richard Bandler went down to a pet store, bought some fake rubber snakes, and bought a cobra and a, and a python, and took this schizophrenic guy and locked him in a room with the snakes. And the guy started screaming, and then he came in and said, can you tell the difference now? And the guy was like, yep. He said, how can you tell the difference? He said, the hallucination snakes are, you can see through them. So this guy was, he began to reprogram the guy's brain to differentiate between fantasy and reality. And that's, I think, what we all have to do. We all have fears and things, often which, when they're put under the light of logical analysis, turn out to be fantasy. <clears throat> James Altucher, who recommended this book, says how he stops negative thoughts. He just says to himself, not useful. He uses that as a, as a switch. One thing I thought was good, he said, even if you practice this, eventually he started to become depressed. And he learned that's part of the natural ebb and flow, which I would totally agree. You're not going to fully be happy all the time because happiness is a contrast bias. If you were always happy, they did this thing called the hedonic pleasure machine. You know, if you could experience an orgasm all the time, would you want to? And the answer is no, because you wouldn't be able to differentiate between that and a normal experience. So you need some contrast in your life. But he said, one thing you learn when things are going well, don't coast. And I'll tell you this, as an entrepreneur, I've learned the same damn lesson. As the Chinese saying goes, do what's difficult when it's easy. Don't be saving, trying to save money when you're broke. <laughs> save it when you're making money. He once asked a monk, the author, how he found, how the monk found peace. And the monk said, I say yes to all that happens. I say yes. The price for not being present is pain. So, 
I do think there is important. In fact, right after I read this, I did a little two minute meditation. I like the thing on music. I found the Bach Cello Concerto by Rostropovich and listened to it for two and a half minutes and just kind of meditated. It felt pretty good. Um, so yeah, interesting book, book of the day. He ends by saying, you don't necessarily have to say to yourself, I love myself, but he said, find that one meditation you do, that one uh, focused mental loop is a better way to think of it. And then he says here, place your bet on it and go all out. That's where the magic happens. So he's a real big believer in really doing one thing intensely. So check out the book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Kamal Ravik, Ravikant. Pretty interesting book. Like I said, I can think of some counter arguments. I do think it's important to avoid extreme ideologies like Charlie Munger said. So I don't think this one thing is the be all end all and fixes all problems in your life. But I look at everything like a tool belt another tool in my tool belt that you can use at the appropriate time so i'll be trying this i'll let you know how it works for me